You're listening to the Bear in Mind Podcast, episode 118. A podcast that breaks it down so you can break the cycle for good. Now your host, Tara Rama, but you can call her T. This episode is for when you're beyond frustrated. And I think that I want this episode to be one of those episodes where you can come back to whenever you find yourself saying to yourself, I am beyond frustrated. Because maybe it's something that's not going to come to you when you're in that moment, but knowing now that you have an episode to fall back on when you feel beyond frustrated, it's something maybe worth listening to when you find yourself in this situation. And so the first thing, whenever we find ourselves saying, I'm beyond something or beyond frustrated, beyond some emotion, is to actually understand a little bit more about that emotion that we're experiencing. And the way to answer that question is to actually check back in with your body, not go to your head. Like, what do I mean by beyond frustrated? Is to actually sit and think and check in, not actually think. I'm going to correct that. Don't think, go to your body. And I want you to, when you're feeling beyond frustrated, what does it feel like? If if it's another word that you're using for frustrated, then okay, you're frustrated. Or maybe it's a different form of anger. Maybe it's a little bit of rage. However, if you find yourself beyond frustrated and you check in with your body and you kind of feel like there's kind of this helplessness to it, there's a defeat to it, almost like you feel like giving up. And that is what we're going to talk about, what to do in that moment when you're so beyond frustrated that it's not even frustration anymore because frustration has a little bite to it, just like a little bit of anger, irritation, there's a little bite to it. Yet beyond frustrated could be disguising helplessness. And then I want you to think about why you feel helplessness, helplessness. And usually it's because we feel like nothing's working or we've tried everything and we feel kind of feel like a bit really stuck. It's like the other end of this, I might as well give up because nothing is working. And so in that moment, I want you to just go a little bit to kind of this fantasy land. What would it look like if things were working? And describe it as best as you can. So if you are beyond frustrated with your kids or with a job situation, what would that situation look like? What would that environment look like? If your answer, let's say you are beyond frustrated with your kids and kind of the ideal situation would be, well, they listened, they didn't whine, They didn't argue back or talk back or even in a work situation, what would that situation look like? Your boss wasn't this way, wasn't demanding. I want you to notice what, describe that environment the best you can. And look at the whole answer. Describe it also and look at what is it, how you would behave in that situation. Because our tendency is usually to say nothing's working because the pieces, which are usually other people or in the environment, something outside of us isn't working. So our kids aren't behaving. Our boss is too demanding. The whole situation is unhealthy. The environment is unhealthy. 
And usually that's where our beyond frustration is coming from, is because when we think of the solution, the solution lies in that other person. The other person needs to behave a certain way in order for everything to be okay, for us not to be feel frustrated. And so that helplessness is kind of that we feel helpless because so much of the solution that we are seeking is with the other person. And that's totally okay. And it totally makes sense. Because if if somebody else needs to do something in order for the situation in your mind to be okay, it's going to continuously perpetuate that idea of helplessness. And so I'm guessing that there is a part of element that you recognize that that the way you show up in that situation is going to be a lot different than how you show up in the situation that you're beyond frustrated with. And I want you to recognize that your part in that situation is so much bigger than what you're currently giving credit to. Because when we're beyond frustration, we've given so much more credit to other people solving the problem that we have. And we've given probably not enough credit to ourselves where, hey, we play a bigger role in our own solutions. We have this problem when, in fact, we can actually find our own solution. We have that capability. It's almost like we haven't even given ourselves a chance when we're beyond frustrated. Like, we haven't bet on ourselves. Like, hey, we're the solution to this. And even more so that we are the solution that's going to work and get us through this because the other people, the kids, the boss, the partner, that bet is quite risky because we're always dependent on how somebody else is going to react and behave in every situation. That's a really risky bet. And the best bet is is ourselves. And we often don't take that chance when we are feeling beyond frustrated, when it's really about helplessness and feeling defeated. And that's when we kind of need to bet on ourselves in that moment that we are our best bet at solving the problem that we see in this situation. And maybe you feel that you have tried everything, that you have really tried every solution to the problem with kids having tantrums, to a boss that isn't always nice. And I want you to notice that those solutions what was the result of those solutions that you tried? Was the result to get somebody to behave a certain way? Because as long as you go about a solution that is tied to the result of somebody else's behavior, that's 100% a big risk. I'm not going to bet on that. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to bet my solution linked to somebody else showing up a certain way in my life. And I have an example in my life. And I've used this example before in previous episodes, and it still happens today. And it's so relevant to when you feel beyond frustrated. So I don't like things to be in the walkway, the walkway between two rooms or the walkway when you enter our apartment. And that could be shoes or that could be the bags where you've come back from grocery. And a lot of times I would read books and they would say, well, you need to make the request in a very polite way. And they would give you even like the script on how to ask 
your partner for the things that you needed. One of the things is I really, it's something that really I don't like to have is things wherever you're walking on the ground. And so I tried this. And when I would ask nicely, it kind of worked. And then I would get to the point where I was frustrated and then I would yell and then it worked a little bit better. So it was like, yeah, see, yelling works. And then it would go back to stuff in the hallway, the shoes, the bags, even coats. And so then I realized that I think I had tried everything, asking nicely, asking as it a question, asking it as an order, but with firm and loving, and then yelling, how do I get this so that there's no stuff in the hallway? And my solution wasn't me. My solution was I need to get my partner to do this. And as long as I was linking that result, I was going to, yes, get to the point of being beyond frustrated. And I could never see that maybe there's another solution. There's a couple things. And I couldn't see my own power in that. I'm the only one in our family that has that issue. And I can just move it. Because if I'm the one that has such a problem with everything there, I can take that two seconds and move it out of the way. And it seems like a really simple example that a lot of times we go about things still expecting a result with the other person. I'm still expecting my husband to behave a certain way. And so when I can relook at a solution I've tried is maybe the solution is I can be the, the solution and not link it to him and move it away and get it out and do it. And guess what? I'm not frustrated anymore because the stuff is, I've taken ownership of that. I've taken ownership of my frustration and I've moved it. And now it's no longer sitting in the hallway when I walk back and forth to and from the kitchen. And I want you to notice how many times we link a solution as if there's a right solution to the problem, as opposed to the solution that works is probably the best solution Instead of, no, the solution that needs to work is that my husband listens to me. When in fact, the problem is I don't like the stuff in the hallway where I walk and I can move it and then the solution is solved. We get so stuck on that right solution. And when we get stuck there, which is often linked to how somebody else behaves, it then perpetuates that feeling of helplessness. So as soon as you let go of your solution being linked to somebody else, it can open up so many more solutions that maybe you thought were right or wrong, and instead maybe the solution is really to solve the problem that is is bothering you, that you consider as a problem, and you want a solution. So then whenever you feel helplessness defeated, and you're describing it beyond frustration, come back to this episode and recheck where you are relying on somebody to solve a problem and you yourself are your best bet to solving that problem. That's all I have for you this week. I'll check back with you next. Thanks for listening. Go to Tararama.com to get the four simple steps to stop yelling. That's T-A-R-A-R-A-M-A.com. See you next week.